Hey, I'm Pastor Rhonda. And I'm Pastor Seth. You're listening to Growing Hope. Living Faith. Welcome back, everybody, to Growing Hope, Living Faith. Yes. It's in the middle of summer, and my goodness, it's hot here. Yeah, it is <laughs> very hot. I know, and I even have a long sleeve uh, shirt on today. It's because so. I keep our place frigid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, so you uh, obviously had a long week last week. Yes. So I uh, was able oh. to go and lead music for family camp at yes. uh, for the Church of the Nazarene here at the Georgia District. So tell us a little bit. Oh, I know you was, can't explain it all, but I tell us a little bit. I can't explain it all because it's just too much. You had to be there. But I will say it was saturated mm. in prayer and the presence of God was so real and so thick. And I was saying one of the sessions that I had the best seat in the house mm. because um, I was on the platform and I could see um, I felt like I was seeing heaven meeting earth. Mm. I could see in the faces of when relief came. I could see when the lights came on in the mm. faces of people and the the relief, the tears, the smiles, the shouts. And I could see the earnestness of the prayers. And um, it, I think the best thing was that we just lingered in the presence of God. Mm. We didn't watch the clock. I mean, yeah. there were some nights we got out at 10 o'clock, yeah. but um, we started early and we began every service in prayer and worship. I mean, just singing praise to God and, and praying, just kind of combining those two things. And I really feel that just set the tone for God to move and work. And it was, it was amazing. It was powerful. Yeah. Well, we serve a powerful God and we serve a God of change. You know, he desires to move and work, I think, in all of our lives. Um, but he's not going to force his way in. Right. We have to invite him and like right. sometimes we have to wait for him to move into yes. work. Yeah, and, just uh, linger. Yep, absolutely. Right. And so, man, I'm so glad that you had a, a great experience and um, that God showed up and I know you worked in your life even, yes, and uh, which is a beautiful <laughs> thing. And because... Um, we're not experts on life, you know, right. <laughs> like we're trying and, to figure out life just like everybody and else We is. need his grace and glory and power mm. in our lives. And um, I felt like I was standing in the middle of the field and just in a, like a rain shower all mm. week long. And it just kept saturating my heart and saturating so that it was so easy for the Lord to just pull anything that needed to go and just plant new seeds. I feel like he's deposited new, new seeds in mm. my life. And I am so excited to see what sprouts up next. Yeah. <laughs> but so. yeah, it was really good. And also another thing that we did this time, um, Pastor Tyler Watersmith, he did um, a whole series on spiritual formation Boom. in the mornings. And then we had the chance to practice oh, in nice. the afternoons. And so it was really good. He, awesome. And guess what? Awesome. It, I don't know. Some of our listeners were Georgia Nazarenes. I had no idea that Tyler was Mike's. Smith's son. I I cannot believe that. I finally made that connection. But um, that was cool. But anyway, he did a great job and he talked about um, centering prayer and about um, Bible study Mm -hmm. and those kind of things that form us and shape us. And that's really what spiritual formation is. It's about finding those rhythms. We can't practice every single one because there's so many ways that we can connect with God. Mm -hmm. But, um, 
But we have to focus on a few at a time and implement those when it seems that things could be getting a little stale or um, not interesting. Then we can try other forms of discipline and other forms of of things that we need that can shape us and form us and um, just create the space for God to transform us into his image. Right. And so that's what it's about. Yeah. And it's a journey. It's a process. You know, it's it's a learning and... um, like I said, I think we're we're such a people of instant gratification where we want that immediate, like, yeah. oh, we want to feel God in this now. Um, but it takes practice. It takes, it takes right. like I said, time to position your heart and to, to train yourself, like, almost to, um, to get to a place. And so it's a journey. It's right. a journey. And, and we talked last week about how important it is. Right. That I think the foundation is getting away, right. solitude and yep. silence, before we can even start right. with these. So it kind of builds on the solitude and silence. But, um, I'm also in this class at Terveca. Yes. And so I've been learning and practicing. I've been having having all of these practice exercises to do. And it has been so amazing just to feel the presence of God, just to feel and know that he's near Mm -hmm. and to know that he is just right there with you. I mean, I I think sometimes we forget that he really wants to do this work in us. Right. For sure. So, are you ready to jump into yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, let's like, jump into it for I'm sure. I'm just on so. the edge of my seat. <laughs> so tell them what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about the Word of God, about mm. Bible. The Bible is divine revelation. And I'm going to read some of, from my textbook, it's called Spiritual Disciplines Handbook. And um, it's by Calhoun. And I think Tyler may have used some of this too, because I started recognizing oh. some of the language about keeping company with Jesus. Fingerprints thought, all over. Yeah, it's a great, um, a great resource, and I think you can find this on Amazon. But um, it says the Bible is divine revelation, God's own word to us. It reveals who God is, who we are, and why we are here. Those are the questions we always want to know. Why am I here? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. What I'm on? Why on earth am I here for? Um, Through Bible study, we gain insights into God, human nature, and creation. Studying scripture can equip God and reveal how to live in life-giving ways that deepen our friendship with God and others. So there's just so many ways to tackle the Bible. Yes. Um, and so, I mean, there, but there's differences. There's no. Bible study. Right. Um, and there's a time and a place for Bible study. And then there's also devotional Bible reading. Mm-hmm. And um, we also can memorize. It's so important to put this word deeply into our hearts and to repeat it over and over till it, it is deep in our hearts. Mm. Um, so memorization. And I feel like I'm forgetting some. Yeah, oh, I had them over here. Let me pull it back up so that we can make sure. Yeah, devotional. Yeah, Bible study, meditation, uh, devotional, memorization. Oh, meditation. Was yeah, the meditation. One that I miss. And, um, you know, I think in this world that we live in now, we are overloaded with information. Mm. We have the internet, we have books and our phones, and, you know, it is just like information overload. And I think sometimes we've got to slow down and we've got to turn all that off and um we can't let that 
how we receive information about other things, we can't let that be the way we approach Scripture. Mm. And I know just as a student, I have so much reading to do in a week's time. You learn quickly how to skim. And sometimes I I imagine things that aren't there because I'm skimming. (laughs) But, you know, we learn to skim and just pull out, you know, how to look at a paragraph Mm. and kind of pick out what, you know, without reading word for word. We learn how to skim. We learn how to... um, to just um, just get the information, right. and that's how we approach the Bible. But we can't because it, the Bible is this gift that God has given us, and it's to form us, it's mm-hmm. to shape us, it's to change our the renewing of our minds. Right, and in order for that to happen, there has to be something just very, very much beyond us. And um, right. you know, it's great to read Scripture, um, but oftentimes when we are just reading for information, or we just kind of sit down and read. Um, but we don't invite the spirit into that space, then lots of times it's easy for us to miss sometimes, I think, a lot of what maybe the spirit would tell, would desire to tell us through mm-hmm. scripture because it, it is divine, right? It is God-breathed. There is this God-breathedness to scripture, to the Bible, and um, and that's that's huge. That's important, but it's it's so important that the same God that breathed life into the writers, that we allow that same God to mm-hmm. breathe into us. Yeah as we are trying to look at scripture and trying to learn, trying to grow, trying to do all those things, memorize all of those things. Because if we just read scripture without the aid and assistance of the spirit, then once again, are we just reading that in our own thought processes and our own opinions? Or are we truly asking the spirit to move and show us, God, what do you want me to see in these texts today? That's so important. That is so important. That's the first thing that we do when we approach scripture, whether we're doing a Bible study or we're just devotional reading or memorizing or meditating. That is the first thing we have to do is just say, God, what are you Mm. wanting me to see? What do you want me to hear? And open my eyes to see it. Um, But let's just jump into what is Bible study? That's very important that we that we spend time studying the Bible. And um, honestly, I think a lot of Bible studies that we go to end up being book clubs. You know what I mean? Uh (laughs) And there's not anything wrong with that. But there comes a time that we need to... um, to do the background, context matters. Yes. You know, when you're looking at scripture, you know, it, it's good to know who was the original audience and what was going on at the time yeah. and those kind of things. Yeah, because it's easy for us sometimes to take scripture and to read it as though it was written directly to us. Yeah. And that's not the truth. Like, right. it's just not. Um, all scripture, most scripture, <laughs> was written to someone for a reason, for a specific right. reason. There was a reason that they wrote what they did. And um, it's so easy sometimes for us to get that tunnel vision and to just open up our scripture and just start reading. And sometimes we read big chunks, which is great. You know, that's what I love about scriptures. There's this, there's all these individual stories that tie in kind of to this, I feel like overarching theme, you know, that all connects really to Jesus. Um, but you know, then there's some things that I read in scripture and it's, it's a struggle still, right. you know, within the own right of like, man, what, what am I supposed to get out of this? You know? Right. And, um, um, and, or there's some things I read and I'm like, 
why is that in here? You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know about that. And, um, but it's, that's why it's so important for us, like I said, to really, um, as we are studying to try to, I think, understand, um, that reality of who was this written to? Why was it written to him? What was going on historically in this time? How is it written? Is this right. a poem? Is this narrative? Because in order for us, I think, to really grasp and understand scripture, we've got to begin to try to wrap our brains around all those things. Because just like when you, if you were to write me a text or something, or I was write my wife a text, when I write my wife a text, I don't necessarily mean everything I say sometimes, you know, like she knows my sarcasm. She knows my humor. She knows. And so I think it would be funny for us sometimes to think that, well, that didn't happen back then, you know, like everything that they wrote, they just meant literally. And so it's important for us to try to dive into a lot of these things, to try to understand things to the best of our ability, for sure, when we're trying to study the Bible and trying to get knowledge and all that. Well, it's important when you begin a Bible study, um, you know, to read read the passage to to read what it is and then there's also wonderful resources out there you know i mean it could be just examining you know the work and the word in greek or hebrew and Mm. you just get like a whole different meaning like the word create you know Mm. there's like are we going to create using existing materials? Are we going to speak something into existence? And that can matter when you're saying create in me a clean heart. Mm. You know, if you don't study what, is he speaking there? Or is he taking all those ugly contents in my heart and creating something new? I hope not. I hope he's speaking (laughs) it into existence. So there's such benefit and there's a lot of resources because I'm not a Greek scholar. I'm not a Hebrew scholar, but there are resources out there that can help you, you know, and sometimes you, you learn just enough to make you dangerous, but, <laughs> That's right. but you know, it, I do think that we can take advantage of those things, you know, like the blue letter Bible, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, um, and it can help you kind of understand a little bit. Right. And at the end of the day, we've got to come to this point where we say, what, what's the purpose of this? What's the purpose of Bible study? And um, like I said, is it, you know, is it just to get information that I can store away? Or is is this leading me to a place where we become more like Christ, right? Right. Like, I mean, and I think that that's still some morality. You know, I think... And it's, it's, it's a lot more difficult, but we read all of scripture through the lens of Christ. Um, I think John set us up very, very well for that. You know, John one in the beginning was word was, was God and was with God. And, you know, that word is this, this spoken mentality. Um, but man, we, we've got to really understand why, why do, why study the Bible? And like I said, I think there's times that we want information, but then there's also time that hopefully it's it's different you know right. we, we want that deeper kind of i don't know in this almost like when we talk about bible study and then we move into a different kind of bible reading um as devotional reading it kind of almost feels like it's a contradiction where right. we just said just look at who they're talking to but then there i do believe that god can speak to us in our situations right. as we slow down and we you know, because I may not be David, but, mm. you know, I can tell you I've gone through times where I felt like my back was against the wall and right. yeah, I didn't know what to do. What did he do? He cried out to God and he turned his eyes mm. upon the Lord. And so um, so that brings us into a different style of approaching the Bible and right. it's devotional reading. Mm. And um, 
this has been very, very helpful to me to just take us, you know, apart like a little bit right. of scripture, you know, just a little bit, you know, three, four, or five verses yeah. and um, read it. Of course, pray. That's the first thing, but read it, read it slowly, right. read it slowly again and let words and phrases um, jump off the page. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to do an exercise last week yeah. on the passage where Jesus says, come into me, y'all, you are, um, what is it? Weary. Yes, and, and heavy laden, mm-hmm. and I will give you rest. Yes. I'm gentle at heart, and I'm not quoting that right, but right, it's right, in Matthew. Right. Um, but uh, the exercise was to do this Lectio Divina mm-hmm. um style of approach to the Bible. And the first thing that jumped off the page at me was come yeah. the very first yeah. word. And, um, it just spoke to me that come, uh, that is such an invitation that Jesus, and that is for me, that mm. is for everyone, you know, to come to him. And then I noticed with reading it slowly and picturing Jesus, you know, um, I could picture, I mean, what the other things that jumped out was when he would say, come to me. Mm. Like, you tried everything else, but now come to me. Yeah. Where I, not anyone else, but I am gentle. I, you know, yeah. and those were the things. And so it was really interesting to read all my classmates right. how the that passage spoke to them. Because yeah. other people focused on that, I will give you rest. And yeah. some people focused on that, I will, not I might, yeah. I maybe, perhaps, but I will. So everyone in our class... um, read the same passage, but we just allowed the Lord to show what it was that we needed. That's awesome. And it's really cool. I don't know if you've ever done it in an actual group setting where you come together as a group and do this Leto Divinia stuff. Um, I've done some of that, and it's been really, really cool um, to see um, that as all of these people, because the way that I've done Leto Divinia in the past is you start out and you, like I said, you pray. And then you read the passage and you say, all right, focus on a verse. Like pick out which verse really you think mm. God is really laying on your heart. And then you used to pray again. You say, all right, now this time I'm going to read the passage right. again. I don't want you to focus on a verse. I want you to focus on a phrase. Right. And so you just yeah. kind of keep on narrowing it down and down and down. And so then everybody's throwing out these phrases. What, what phrase really stuck out to you? What is God trying to tell you? And then you get down to one word. You're like, all right, this time we're going to focus on what's what's right. one word in this that you really, really feel like God is really, really wanting you to hear today. And then everybody starts throwing out these words. And what's really, really cool is even as a group that as you're doing this, like I said, I think this happens as an individual. Like, it's so fascinating how you get to, I think, true meaning of that text. Mm-hmm. So cool. Um, and, and I think that that's the reality of what we should hopefully be doing in our devotional life is, right. is man, what's, what's the meaning? What does God really want me? Like I said, I think for some, it may have been my burden is easy. Like, Oh man, maybe that's what people yeah. needed to do. Some of your people in your class needed to hear, you know, like my yoke is light. It's like, man, like, we all can come together and we can all kind of look at this different passage and you may have it do it in your devotional and you may hear something and I may do that exact passage in in my devotional and I will hear something totally different. And that's what's so cool about 
but that's the movement of the spirit and the work right. of the spirit and, and being open and willing to allow him to kind of move and work. And that's the difference once, once again, uh, from information and the word I was looking for earlier was formation, right? right. Information and formation, you know, Bible study is great and Bible study can form us. It can shape us. Um, but man, when we begin to meditate and do devotionals and do memorization, mm-hmm. that's where it really, I think, begins to be formational or right. And it can sound intimidating, like, okay, here's this great big Bible. You know, there's 66 yeah. books here. Where in the world do I start? And that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times it's easier to start with this approach with maybe the Gospels and just read some stories like yeah. the woman at the well and just really picture, you know, yourself in that that scene right. and, you know, like one of the characters or, you know, maybe the woman that was caught in adultery, you know, maybe imagine yourself as one of those people throwing stones or maybe you're the woman or, you know, what is Jesus saying? You just let your mind go those places. And it's amazing how he can um, do that, but it's a great place to start. And um, being at camp this past week, um, I was doing the same thing. I was thinking, well, where in the world do I start? And I thought, well, I'll just use the texts that the pastors use. And um, one of the speakers had preached from Psalm 51. Of course, that's David's confession, you know, of his sin of murder and all the things that he had done. And um, so I went back to it and I, the, the phrase that jumped out restored to me the joy of my salvation. Mm. That was like, man. And then I, my mind just started traveling like, you know, the joy. I mean, David was a songwriter. David was mm. a musician. And I wonder, because when you're full of joy and you're creative, that's when you pick up your harp and sing, mm. you know. And I wondered if he was longing to pick up his harp again, like when was the last time I picked up my pen and wrote a song to you, Jesus or God, you know, when was the last time I sang and restored to me the joy. And so that was what really jumped out at me in that passage. So I said all that to say, you can go through the gospels or maybe the Psalms or whatever your pastor has preached. Maybe go back through that and go slowly or use the lectionary. Um, There's a lot of ways you can do that. But, but the point is, as you take, smaller portions right. and you read it several times slowly and like the pastor Seth was saying you know you let those those phrases and then those the words come mm. you keep narrowing narrowing it down until you know you know what god's saying yeah absolutely and it's a beautiful thing because we've said it so far before uh, we've said it many times i think on this podcast Whatever you are willing to put into your relationship with God, mm. God's going to give back to yeah. you. And um, and so that's why it's important for us to do this, like to, to, to read the Bible and to study it and to meditate on it and to do devotionals on it. And like I said, Bible study and devotion are two different things. Right. They're not the same thing. Right. And I, I think I struggle with that a lot as a pastor because it's easy to do Bible study because I've got to preach and I've got right. to teach and I've got to do all of these things. And so it's easier sometimes to get lost in the study side because it's oh, part of absolutely. it's part of life for us mm-hmm. and to sometimes lose out on that devotional side to really say, no, I'm going to just spend time and take this little snippet and really, really try to see, man, God, what do you want to say to me right. in this just little short snippet? And I think God is faithful and God will right. move and God will work um, on a ready bubble. And then I think we can move into meditation. Whatever that phrase or that yeah. word, you know, what he has spoken, 
take that with you through yep. the day. Mm-hmm. You know, write it on a sticky note, put it on your your bathroom mirror. You know, mm-hmm. stick it in your car when you go for a walk. If you're out in nature and just listening for the Lord, remember what it was that he he drew out of that passage and meditate on it all day. You know, let it be on your mind and. Um, there's an app. Do, or do you know about the, th- like, what is it called? Like the uh, 365, I think. It's a I great don't. app. Nope. And it's a morning and evening meditation and it's scripture. But I mean, it really mm. slows things down and gives you like something just to meditate, just to have on your mind before you fall asleep. And the first thing in the morning yeah. is great. And that's beautiful because I love what you just said. It slows us down. Like mm. there's a lot of beauty in that because the world that we live in is so fast paced. Yeah. It's just so like bam, 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 bam. And there is something too that if we will just slow ourselves down and approach scripture in this way, then as life is just bam, 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 there's, there's something to this. Like, like, and we, you said it before, it's all about rhythms. It's all about patterns. It's all about that. But that as life approaches us, if we have slowed down, ourselves and listen to the spirit and he we feel like he's given us a word it's really amazing how all of life begins to slow down right right on a very deep level and it's it's just amazing how all that seems to really really work out right um and the next, it yeah. kind of leads into the next yeah. thing, you know, when we memorize, when we, mm-hmm. you know, when we make the effort to memorize scripture, that's hard. Right. Do you memorize easily? Or? I don't, you know, I don't, I've, I've never really, I struggle. They say the easiest thing to memorize is a song, right? right. Because it has a tune to it. I'm terrible at memorizing songs. <laughs> like Morgan will pull a song up that she has. You know, she was like, man, this was on my my MySpace when I had MySpace way back then. This would have been, <laughs> and she plays the song and she's singing like every word. She hasn't heard it in years and years. Yeah, I'm that way. And like me, like I struggle with worship songs. Like even sometimes knowing all the words to worship songs and stuff. Like I just, my mind does not fully work in that yeah. way where I can just easily. So I do struggle with memorization. Um, and so I try to put more things just in my visual kind of set, like on okay. a sticky note, like on a, you know, like, so that way it's, I'm just always kind of reflecting. Right. And then, I mean, the, the Hebrew people did that, right? They had the right. factories and they had their prayer robes with the tassels. So they were always right. kind of reminded and always thinking about that. But no, do you, I, I, so obviously you memorize pretty well. Well, only if I can put it to it, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and then as a child, you know, at school, I was like, where am I in my heart? You know, it's like, I, I can just rattle off a lot of scripture. Yep. Um, but it's now, as I'm older, right. I just have to put a melody to something, and that helps me remember. But, yeah, I mean, you have to find what works for you, though, right? right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and you got to be willing to, to push forward with that. Right. This, I mean, this is... And we've by no we've barely scratched the surface on right, the Bible. Right. <laughs> I mean, we probably could talk about the Bible for you know over and over and over. And where do we get the Bible? And how did the Bible you know come to fruition? And all of those things. And all of those are are great topics and things to talk about. But we were talking earlier, and you you had a couple of slides, and um, so I don't know if you potentially want to pull those up. And I think that this is where the rubber really really begins to meet the road. Is are we reading the Bible just for information so that we can have the knowledge? Or are we using it for truly formation in our life? And like I said, I think there's two different things. And I don't know if you can just highlight some of those differences. Because to me, 
like th- this is the this is the important piece of right. of why we approach scripture and um so i don't know well when you read the bible for information you're seeking to cover as much as possible as quickly as possible informational reading is when we seek to master the text to bring it under our control we manipulate it for our own purposes and agendas um and we this was mine this is what i yeah, had to jump yeah, yeah, yeah. this one just jumps to me we have a problem solving mentality we read looking for something to fix our dysfunctional mm. our dysfunctions but we have this problem solving thing and then um sometimes we can look at it with an analytical critical and judgment process judgmental yeah, yeah, yeah. process Right, and it's so easy, like I said, to 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 try to make the text say what we want it to say. Sometimes, mm-hmm. and the text, when you really get down to the core of it, I don't know if that's really what the text was potentially trying to say. Right, this formational reading it mm-hmm. says that we're concerned with smaller portions, and we allow the text to master you. That's I so love good. that. Are we trying to master the text? Are we going to let the text master us? So good. Um, we no longer desire to manipulate the text. We want to be shaped by it. It requires a humble, willing, loving approach and openness to mystery. So We're good. not going to understand no. everything in the Bible, no, but that's no. the beauty of it. Yeah, that's the beauty of it for sure. And like I said, it it truly is this God-breathed thing. And um, it's this beautiful... You know, I had a college professor. It's he talked about, and this is what's so, this is the beautiful thing. But he talked about how he loves scripture because every time he opens scripture, it's essentially a mirror of his life. It's like he's looking into a mirror because oh, the yeah. Bible is our story. It is our story, and if you struggle, um, think of the Bible. Make it like I said. Make it. Your, it's your story. This is your story. So as you are reading scripture, you're reading your story. As we are reading about David and Bathsheba. That's our story, you know, Mm -hmm. like as we're reading about the struggle of Moses who doesn't want to do what God wants him to do. So instead of speaking Mm -hmm. to the rock, he strikes the rock. That's our story. Like that's our story. And then hopefully we've come to a place where Jesus becomes our story, right? And so, so how do we, how do we see ourselves in the text? How do we realize that, yes, this is our story. And then how do we allow the text to begin to once again, form us and not that we're trying to form the text and make the text say, say Mm. what we think it needs to say. But like you said, the text begins to master us and then we begin to just live the text and, yeah. and that we can begin to wear the text. And it's just, man, there's, there's something that's so much, there's so much beauty, beauty in that. And and I think we've got to be okay with that mentality of, you know what, we're not going to understand it all. And uh, there's probably maybe some things that may have been lost in translations and stuff, right. but that's okay. We can allow some mysteriousness behind scripture and that's going to be all right. Well, you just brought up a word I was going to talk about was translations. Mm. Um, Pastor Tyler, in one of his sessions, he uh, he had like a question. He said, "Well, can you remember when um, you remember when shaper uh, scripture began to shape you? Do you remember like a pivotal moment of when that started to happen?" And I raised my hand because I can remember um, a moment in time when I got my hands on a translation that I understood. Mm-hmm. That's when scripture came to life for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to hate on any translations or anything like that, but I grew up with King James and, um, I can remember my first Bible that I read cover to cover was a new century version. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure there would be criticism as watered down and da, 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 da. I get it. But it was the version that helped me understand the love of God. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
I remember so well, I can remember reading something in the New Century Version and thinking, that's too good to be true. Mm -hmm. That is too good to be true. And I remember running and pulling my King James out of the drawer and reading the same exact scripture. And when I realized that it had just sailed right over my head all these years, I just wept. I thought, man, if I had heard this worded this way, you know, would I be so old just not getting it? But, um, it is so important. And I think I'm, you know, I know don't take this as like the gospel truth, but I think it is so important to constantly change translations. Mm. You know, if you read the NIV, read that for a couple of years and then switch to NLT, read that a year and then switch to the Mm. NRSV, read that a while and just keep it because I do think that we can memorize things and we can miss, but, you know, pull out the message. You know, I was reading the message about the body of Christ and oh my goodness, it was just worded. Sometimes I think it can pull us out of those ruts. We get so familiar with scripture, but I think just seeing a different word and, you know, we can split hairs if that's, you know, the original meaning, but I don't think there's any translations that are so far off the deep end that we're going to be led astray. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe there are, but (laughs) I don't (laughs) think so. You know, I think we can get nitpicky and, you know, and have some translations that may be a little bit better and it does matter in some cases sure. but for the, for devotional reading mm-hmm. i think it is so important to let other verbs and other adjectives like just you know create some new life sure. here yeah yeah absolutely you know i i read theological books outside of the bible you know what i'm saying right. and, and i don't always you know, 100% agree with everything that I read outside of the Bible, you know, per se. And so, you know, I, I think there definitely is some enlightenment to that. When I preach, I, I read four or five different versions right. of, you know, the Bible. And let's be honest, if we really, really wanted to be true to Scripture, then we would all learn Greek and Hebrew, right. you know, like, which is what the original language was written. And still like, not master it. Yeah, yeah, still not be able to master it 100%. But, you know, like, if we really, really wanted to be true to, to what we should be reading uh, it would be Greek and Hebrew and, and, right. you know, we don't do that. And so, um, but that's where we trust, right. That God's going to, and that's where, we, why we have to invite right. the spirit in that God exactly. is going to move and God's going to reveal and God's going to show. And if we don't do though, that process and we only study for information, like I said, which isn't bad, like we, we need to do that. But if we don't, have the this formational periods as well in our life and make that a, a, a priority um, in our life and be very intentional about that then like i said i think we just we lose so much um and and it's so much easier just to say well i read it this is what i think it says and what it means and then we get to a place unfortunately that if we're not careful we could say well this is how i read it and if anybody mm-hmm. else reads it different then they're wrong right Oh, that's good. That's, that could be a podcast <laughs> all in itself. Well, there's so much more uh, right. we could talk about when it comes right. to the Bible. Like I said, yeah. so we, we have barely even scratched the surface. But there are tools and resources out there for right. you. Like, they're, they're out there, and we would encourage you to seek those. In the palm of your hand, on yeah. your cell phone. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you can download, like I mentioned, the Blue Letter Bible app. There's yep. version that you can tap on the different translations and just 
see how you know it's translated in other versions but yeah yeah, there's so much that we could say but we do want to encourage you to make bible reading bible study memorization meditation make those a practice and just practice you know um you've got to set aside time and let that just be part of your rhythm. Yep. I mean, it's got, it, again, it's like you can be, like you said earlier, we can be as spiritual as we want to be because yep. God is going to meet us. Yep. If we put in the effort, He is going to meet us. And isn't that great? He's the King of Kings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the Lord of Lords. He is the God of the universe that wants to meet us on our couch. Yep. He wants to meet us, you know, sitting on the side of our bed in our living room chair. He wants to, and He is God. Mm-hmm. And we want to encourage you, you don't have to do this alone, nor should you do this alone too. You know, like do your devotionals, do your Bible study. You can do that alone, but man, find somebody, please find somebody that you can go to and you can tell them, man, I was reading today and this is what God told me. Like, this is what I heard from God today. Like find somebody. That's what discipleship is all about. That's what this journey is all about. You're not called to do this alone. And there's nothing like having a friend that you can go to. Guess what I saw today? Oh, you're not going to believe this. You know, there's an excitement because a lot of times when you do this Bible study and this, this formational reading, when you put the effort in, the lights will just start popping on you know and it's like you can't contain the excitement so absolutely yeah, you gotta have other people but absolutely <laughs> this is such good stuff and like i said we, we hope you've been encouraged today and and we don't we don't always matter like we don't have this mastered you know like we, we have struggles with this as well life life gets busy and as we said i think in one of the first episodes like the first thing that generally goes is our spiritual formation stuff like right. our bible reading our prayer time all those things it's, it's one of the and this, this sample is true with us. We've got to hold our feet to the fire. We've got to be intentional. We've got to be very much make this a priority of our life. But like I said, when we when I do this, the rhythm of my life seems to go so much better when I make this a priority of my life. And so, um, so yeah, this this shouldn't be the first thing to go. <laughs> it right. should be definitely be one of those things. Absolutely. We pray and hope that you've enjoyed this episode. And uh, man, if you have comments, concerns, questions, if you uh, just need somebody to journey with you feel free to reach out to us. Yeah. So we do have an email. It's uh, growinghopelivingfaith at gmail.com. We also have a pod, uh, Facebook page. Yeah, it's Growing Hope Living Faith Podcast. It's on Facebook. So reach out to us either through private message or comments or um, email us. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, or if you try this and you're like, oh man, this is what God told me and I want to share it with somebody, yeah. then send it our way. And, Absolutely. Uh, we'd love to hear that. So well, we love you all. Pray hope you have a great rest of your week. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Lord willing, grace and peace. God bless. Bye-bye.